0: Good afternoon, my Conscious Co-Creators. Welcome to another F edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're tuning in from. We are very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you with a dynamic guest. Can't wait to bring him on. But of course, first we got our little blog from... A couple of years ago, and you can always find my blog posts at talkradio.nyc slash blog. And so, this one today is entitled, Living for Others is Not Truly Living. We all want to help. There is an innate desire to contribute and support those around us, especially our family and friends. Yet it is easy to fall into a trap when we do. It is the trap that causes us to lose our balance, to make others more important than ourselves, and we end up living our lives for other people. It sounds noble, but it's not. To have a life that truly inspires others, we have to include ourselves. Doing everything for the for the other people in our life, is not sustainable. When we do it not just for days, but for weeks and years, it will leave us hollow. It can drain us beyond measure. Until one day we wake up and we realize there is nothing in our life that is just for us. That we have missed out on a life of joy and happiness in exchange for one of responsibility and obligation. For in all our giving through our life, we have included the most important, we have not included our mo- the most important person, ourselves. We must fill up our own cup to the point of overflow to truly give from a place of joy. For when we give from a place of joy and not obligation, then we can truly give the other person what they need. Not what they want, but what they need. When we find ourselves in situations that have gone far beyond what we have expected, it can be hard to pull ourselves out. Yet we must, even if others disagree or are disappointed in us. For a a life spent living only for other people is not a life worth living. It is slavery to an idea that is not sustainable. So let us fill up our own cup. Let us find the joy and fun in our life that makes it worth it to be alive. And in the process, we can include helping others when it truly serves them and not enabling them. That is a life worth living. So where in your own life have you lived for others and not included yourself? So it's really kind of funny. I I, I write these blogs and, and I often, even myself, don't go back to them until... I decided to do this at the beginning of the show. And, and this is as true today as it was a couple of years ago. And and I believe I I wrote this blog post. It was kind of inspired uh, by someone I know who, who's a, a friend of my wife and I's who comes from China and her family put a lot of pressure on her to take care of her brother. And she was really upset because she's literally spent her whole life taking care of her brother, who's perfectly capable of taking care of himself, I might add. And she's missed out on relationships. She's missed out on opportunities. And she really just felt like, you know, what about me? What happened to me in all of this? And so it just got me thinking because I've done this myself when I was much younger like when I was still in college and fresh out of college I made other people more important than myself and I supported a couple of friends of mine for for a couple for several years and I know so many people usually it's women who end up doing this I mean let's let's be honest guys usually women end up supporting people much more so than than men do uh in a non-traditional sense I don't mean to Uh, you know being married and having kids but i mean with friends with partners women are much more caretakers and this is something i learned a while ago was that you know there's nothing wrong with giving we all love to give but when we give from our lack we don't really give what the other person needs and all we're doing is draining ourselves and we're making ourselves more uh, uh, fragile that we're going to need to be taken care of one day if we go too far. But when we fill up our cup, when we give from our overflow, that's when we can truly give. Because when we're when we're filled up and we feel good, then we can really recognize, does this person really need that kind of help? Do they need some tough love? Or maybe they do need help? Or maybe, you know, they need and just enough to help them to pull themselves out of the hole, but not totally enable them. And and so I've really come to appreciate the wisdom of this kind of philosophy. Because too often, if we get sucked into a situation and we're not giving from our overflow, we're we're giving from our lack, it just drains us and drains us and drains us and drains us. And then we're eventually just not able to give at all. And so, and and this even recently, it's so funny. I was, I, I think I mentioned it before on the show, I was down in Peru for my first time with a group. And I thought I was going to go down there and do deep work and unwind traumatic behaviors and all this stuff. And instead, I just had a really good time. And I was like, what's going on here? I'm supposed to be doing deep work. And then the message kind of came to me. It was like, no, you didn't come here to do deep work. You came here to fill up your cup. I was like, oh, 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 I see. And what happened is I did fill up my cup it was a, a wonderful break i've actually never had that kind of a break where i was out of touch for for since the pandemic i think and i i just was really present and indulged myself got a bunch of body work done and everything and then i came back and my own groups are starting to grow. And when I do my own work now, now I, <laughs> the deep work is starting to unfold. But I needed to fill up my own cup first in order to to be ready for that. So I, as much as I wrote this two years ago and I wrote it inspired by someone else but saw my own reflection in it, I realized, you know, this is really a timeless message. So um, I hope, i hope you've learned something from that i hope something in that resonates for you and and that you know i feel if we all learn to fill up our own cups and come and then we can come from a place of joy the world will be a much better place so again the name of this blog post is living for others is not truly living you can find that on talkradio.nyc slash blog as well as on my my own uh uh, a personal brand website, theconsciousconsultant.com. And, uh, we will continue bringing you more blog posts. Hope you like them. I see, uh, loyal listener Patty on the live stream tuning in. I'm glad to to have you with us, Patty. And now it is my pleasure to welcome to the show, uh, a holistic chiropractic physician, a visionary thinker and a leading expert in consciousness, Dr. Darren Weissman. Dr. Weissman is the developer of the Lifeline Technique where he empowers individuals to transform their emotional programs and unlock their innate healing potential. With best-selling books such as The Power of Infinite Love and Gratitude, Awakening to the Secret Code of Your Mind, The Heart of the Matter, and his children's book, The Daily Lessons of Infinite Love and Gratitude, Dr. Weissman's writings have touched the lives of many seeking personal growth and healing. His contributions can also be found in the famous Dr. Emoto's bestselling book, The Healing Power of Water. In addition to his written works, Dr. Weissman has appeared in such films as Emotion, Making Mankind Beyond Belief, and the award-winning documentary Heal. Driven by a deep passion for helping others, Dr. Weissman continues to inspire and guide individuals on their journeys of transformation. With his expertise, guidance, and compassionate approach, Dr. Weissman empowers individuals to embrace their true potential and awaken the dormant greatness within. Dr. Weissman, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour.
1: Sam, I'm so grateful. My my cup is overflowing right now being here with you. Thanks so much. <laughs> I loved I love that blog post. That was so perfect. I mean, there's so much to communicate about that. There really Mm. is. And it is, it's a timeless message. So thanks for having me here.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of going through my old blog posts in order and somehow Mm. they always seem to be so apropos for whoever the guest happens to be that day. So I'm glad to hear. And I had a feeling you were the kind of guy who learned how to fill up his cup. Um, So I'm curious what, kind of got you started on this path of consciousness and healing. I mean, obviously you're a chiropractic doctor. Um, um I'm wondering like when you were a little kid, were you like trying to help all your friends feel better? No,
1: <laughs> I was trying to help myself feel better. Ah, I, I that, the, the impetus was really sickness and, and dis-ease and, um, I just struggled with my health as a little boy. Mm. Allergies, asthma, chronic sinus infections, um, oh. being rushed to the hospital with you know not being able to breathe. Allergy shots every week in each arm. Mm. Surgery, um, you know, to pull out tonsils and adenoids and tubes in the ears and different things like that. Mm. And, um, as a result of that, as a kid, I thought, wow, I would love to make a difference for other kids um, in my life. And so I, 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 my, my impetus was, I I wanted to feel better. I was taking so many medications and uh, didn't hate it at the experience. And um, at the same time, when I got into um, college in my undergrad, the concept of pre-med and taking a pill for every symptom uh, didn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. So that led me to a phone call from my brother, Dr. Howie. He's a uh, trauma specialist, psychologist, and he sure. reached out to me and he said, hey, D, check out chiropractic. I think that this is the profession for you. And I had no idea what a chiropractor was. I had no idea what any aspect of holistic medicine was. But I found one and in the in the phone book and uh, mm-hmm. rode my motorcycle out to his place. And he said, I'll tell you about chiropractic. Just help me move my o-. He was moving his office. So I helped <laughs> him move his office and he gave me my first adjustment. And that that set things in sale. You know, from there, I discovered acupuncture, and you know the aspects of Chinese medicine, five element theory. I discovered Ayurvedic medicine. I, I, I went into essence of applied kinesiology and aspects of muscle reflex testing and the doshas and Ayurvedic medicine and medicine and neuro linguistic programming. I would started to understand that there is so much more to a symptom, and yes. uh, that le- that led me to discover. Um, the role of the mind and really more than that, the role of the heart, heart and and how that impacts our mind.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I keep telling people all the time, scientists have found that there's a, a neural network in the heart that has more neurons than are in our brain. Yeah, And now they're finding that there are also neurons in our gut. Um, so this whole idea of, of you know that gut intelligence it actually is a, a physiological reflection of
1: that. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, it's it, it's so it's so profound to really take a deeper dive, you know, beyond what's at the surface to understand the role of our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, these patterns, and how they impact us, and how when we unwind them, how we can really create change, deep change, sustainable change. In our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to get into some of your books and kind of, and I really want to hear the story of how you got into Dr. Emoto's book, "The Healing Power of Water," um, and and sort of. How your path sort of grew, like once you discovered all this stuff and became a, a a chiropractic physician yourself, like how did you keep getting deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, and where did it eventually lead you? Okay, cool. Wonderful. So I see a loyal listener Sanaya also on the live stream. Thank you, Sanaya, for tuning in. Remember, Patty, Sanaya, and everybody else tuning in live, if you have any questions or comments you'd like uh, uh, us to answer, please post them in the live stream comments and we'll get to them. You are listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over social media. And we'll be right back with our guest, Dr. Darren Weissman, in just a moment. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?
2: Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Broncu, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc.
0: Welcome back. We're speaking this hour with Dr. Darren Weissman, author of many books. Um, so, Dr. Weissman, so you became a chiropractor. You, you took a kind of a deep dive into all of these "quote unquote" alternative healing techniques. I tend to think of them as more traditional, and actually, modern medicine is more the alternative. Um, what? How did you decide to like start to write books and starting to speak on the subject and and starting
1: to be a more active proponent of this. It was really a divine path. Um, once, once I literally experienced my first adjustment, I was like, okay, uh-huh. I, I th- this has opened up a door, but I had no idea where this was leading me. While in chiropractic school, I met this guy who's an MD chiropractor and uh, acupuncturist, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Ray Wee Chi. And he he taught me the ways of of the meridians and the flow of, of life force and how if there's too much or too little it influences our organs and our senses and and the seasons and how it interacts with things. And then I met this guy. I had I developed an inguinal hernia, and I was doing some acupuncture on myself, and um, it wasn't it wasn't really taking me where I, I wanted it to go. I, I was looking to avoid surgery and have it heal on its own. And I was going to Florida to be with my parents uh, for a Christmas break or something like that, a holiday break. And I was um, supposed to meet up with a guy named Dr. Steve Popkin. And he had studied in Sri Lanka and he had done this unique acupuncture technique. And um, I was really feeling down and out about the the hernia. And I was like, I'm not going to go meet him. And um, my mom gave it to me. She's like, what do you mean you're not going to go meet him? go meet him. Who knows what's going to happen? So he did this unique, he did this unique acupuncture protocol and the hernia healed. Mm -hmm. And he, we became fast friends and he invited me to attend a course that he was bringing in the doctor from Sri Lanka, whose name is Lord Pandit Professor Sir Dr. Anton Jayasaria. He uh, is most renowned acupuncturist in the world. He runs the Kalabawila hospital in Colombo. They treat three to 500 people every single day for free. And, um, Amazing. I, I, I went there for a couple months and people were like, you're crazy you're leaving your, your, your practice. You're just in your practice. How can you do that? And I went there and I started to see how all these different systems of, of manual therapy, of 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 reflexology, of auriculotherapy, of magnetotherapy, all these different things. We worked with people in pyramids, like it was like oh, really wow. the biogeometry of things. I started to see how all these things fit together. And on my way home from Sri Lanka, I stopped in Belgium to meet up with a good friend of mine and went in Belgium, enjoy their chocolate. And yeah. uh, I enjoyed their chocolate and their wonderful beer. And yeah. And my stomach was hurting after eating clean for a couple months. And I met this guy named Dr. Philippe Lancret, And he he's like, you look like you're hurting, Darren. He's like, mind if I do something? But he starts doing this muscle testing, which I understood muscle testing already. But he held these vials next to me. He goes, you're reacting to an allergy of chocolate. I didn't tell him I ate chocolate, but maybe he knew everybody that comes there. And my stomach felt better within minutes. And, wow. and he's like, he goes, if you really want to take your healing to the next level, go study a system called total body modification. It's a kinesiology technique from Dr. Victor Frank. So I went and and I took that on full speed and all these doors kept on opening, but I kept on wondering in my mind, Sam, I kept on thinking, why do I have to keep on adjusting? Why do I have to keep on fixing this, you know, this meridian? How come, <laughs> you know, you, how come this homeopathic remedy, you know, it, you know, things continue to come back what's at the core of the symptom or the disease pattern and then mm-hmm. it, it came to me i'm like it's our mind it's yeah. our mind that's the nature of our thoughts and this was this was this was 28 years ago wow you you know
0: it's the same way that deepak chopra kind of got to alternative healing because his dad he was a doctor his dad was a doctor But he learned that like the cells of our body completely, our body completely changes every seven years. But there are many people who have conditions that seven years later, they still have the conditions. So the cells are completely different. Why would we still have the same condition seven years later? And some cells replace themselves in 15 days and 30 days, 90 days and a year or two.
1: Yeah. So why is that? Why is that? So check this out. So it's 1998. Mm -hmm. and I'm my cousin who's the first deaf chiropractor to graduate from the Palmer college of chiropractic. He's, he's interning with me. And at the end of the day of working with people, um, he goes like this to me and, and I go, what is that Rob? I don't speak sign language. I'm like, what is that? He goes, I love you. And I'm like, I just felt something. I'm like, wow, there's something to this mudra. And, uh, Because I do muscle testing, it's a way of evaluating reflexes in the nervous system. I found a reflex on his body. Let's just say it was the liver that gave way. And I went, I love you. And it instantly got strong. And I want to stop there for a second because, you know, here is a reflex that controls the liver. I didn't adjust somebody. I didn't stick a needle. I love doing those things. I didn't give a supplement, right? I didn't massage anything. I just went, I love you. And it instantly got strong. Two years later, I get introduced to Dr. Masurimoto's work and I see his research on water. Water has consciousness, love and gratitude, Mm -hmm, fear, mm -hmm. you fool, joy, hope, prayer, Mm -hmm. music, that the the positive vibrations create the beautiful crystals, while the lower vibrations create this almost Broken crystals. Yeah, just destroyed and... Mm -hmm. So I immediately knew, wow, two years before when I went, I love you, it influenced the water molecules of his body. Mm-hmm. And that's what made the reflex strong. Water conducts electricity. Mm-hmm. love and gratitude created a vibrational frequency, erased consciousness. So then as I'm, you know, a big fan of Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and all these different, different thought leaders, I I start thinking to myself, well, it's one thing to know, like gratitude heals and joy heals and and love heals. It's one thing to know that my thoughts that when they're positive are healing. But my question to myself was, what role does the subconscious mind play? Mm -hmm. What role do the subconscious thoughts play? The subconscious that orchestrates the trillions of cells in our body. We do not need to keep track of that. The subconscious Mm -hmm. mind that stores every memory that we've ever experienced or that culturally um lives within our dna what role is this playing on the switching on or off of my genes in my cell and that that's what really led me into it and then two years later 2002 june 17th um my friend ingrid said you know what darren i know you're looking for this big idea this concept of bringing things together but can I tell you the truth? And I'm like, what are you talking about, Ingrid? He goes, can I tell you? She goes, can I tell you the truth of why you haven't come up with this big idea? I'm like, sure. And she's like, you're just too afraid. You're just too afraid of how powerful it will be. And that night I had this collision of faith and fear. And I downloaded this flow chart, this 16 step flow chart, which I ended up Discovering is really a roadmap of the subconscious mind utilized with muscle reflex testing. I can guide anyone through a process that's impacting the health of their body, their behavior, their relationships, what they're attracting, what they're repelling, even the concept of, like you were talking in your blog, where we find ourselves people-pleasing or proving, you know, need to prove. And we're in this mode, we're being driven by outside versus what's inside. Um, that, that's, a, that's a subconscious pattern that's a pattern when you change that pattern you change your perception you change your perception you you change the behavior you change the biology it directly influences it so you know it's a step by step but on june 17 2002 is when uh, the rabbit hole got opened up for me and and then i i entered this realm of realizing the nature of our invisible unconscious subconscious mind and the impact on biology and behavior and since then like Here's Bruce Lipton, who wrote the Biology of Belief, and, mm-hmm. and all this. But there's there's a there's a Biology of Belief, there's a Biology of Behavior, um, there's there's a, there's a whole aspect of consciousness that influences us in every way, and people can learn how to tap into their subconscious mind and activate it and use it as a tool for manifestation. Versus, oftentimes, because people don't even understand what this con- conversation is all about, the, right. mind, the mind becomes a tormentor, and. They, right. And now now we're victimized by whatever thoughts or feelings or behaviors we have. It's just who I am, but it really isn't. There's there's a way in which we can channel that subconscious mind and, and guide it with intention um, and create a whole new relationship that is loving and compassionate and kind and caring towards ourselves. I'm
0: curious, when you downloaded that whole system, was there any aspect of it that really surprised you that really made you go oh wow like that's the way it works or 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 did it all just kind of make sense from all the other things that you had studied
1: um uh, both uh, ah. it all it all made sense and i instantly knew how to do it and the next day i went on into the office and i was telling my friend tom um whose wife ingrid said you're just too afraid i'm like tom i came up with a big idea he goes well tell me what it is show me it I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do it yet. I wanted to see if this is just BS or if this is real. Maybe it just is like, I'm just having a freak out moment. Right. And I started working with people, person with low back pain, digestive challenges, mm-hmm. sinus, mm-hmm. headache, and everyone was leaving changed. Everyone's leaving changed. And so I instantly knew how to do it. You know, what was the, what was I surprised about? I, I, I'm, just, I'm still 21 years later, I'm in awe of. Uh, I'm in awe of it, you know, just the unique application uh, in everyday life where it's so necessary for people to be empowered to stay present and to process emotions and focus where they're going. Um, Sometimes that seems like it's a Herculean type of effort, but it really doesn't have to be that way. And uh, yeah, and so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.
0: Okay, we're going to take our second break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, your books, like which was your first book and and um, and and sort of what you're revealing in your books. Um, what was it like to be part of Dr. Emoto's book? And then, um, you know, how did things develop? Because it seems like you've really uh, uh, been relatively prominent and, and have gotten in all these great films and documentaries. So I'd love to hear more about that as well. OK, yeah, sounds great. Wonderful, Dr. Darren. Thank you. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Remember, if you have any questions while we're live, post them into the comments section. We'll get to them during the show. And we will be right back with our guest, Dr. Darren Weissman, in just a moment.
3: Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on TalkRadio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asnell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today.
4: Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you.
2: you.
0: Welcome back. So Dr. Darren, which was your first book, the power of
1: infinite love and gratitude. It was, it was. And what year did that come out? That was in 2000. I self published that book in 2003, 2003. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was like, like once I downloaded the book and here I am, I'm, I'm I've got somebody on my table, I'm doing a session with her, uh, her name is Jerry love. And, I'm like, Jerry, I've got, to, I've got to share this work. I'm like, I've got to write a book about it. I'm like, I've never written a book before. And Jerry's like, well, I can help you with that. And so she's like, that's what I do. Uh, I help people write books. And I had notes upon notes upon notes of everything else that had been studied. And, and so Jerry and I would meet every Wednesday in, um, every Sunday in Evanston, Illinois. And um, we, it took us took us two two years to write this book and self published it in my mind i just thought i'm going to just i'll share it with my clients and i'll you know anyone who wants to and whatever it might be but i was looking to see who could actually set this book free and i sent it out to a bunch of different people hay house turned it down Oh, over oh, all these different people turned it down but i got a personal call one day from louise hay herself we sent wow. a book to Louise Hay and Louise, uh, my office staff left me a message saying, Louise Hay call. And I'm like, stop messing with me. And they're like, no, she did <laughs> I, I call her back and, and I'm like, hi, miss. Hay. Uh, this is Dr. Darren Weissman. And uh, how can I help you? She's like, darling, um, I read your book. I wasn't feeling good one day. And I read it from cover to cover. I love your book. And, um, On page 72 or whatever, you write about a woman who's on a train that has blood pressure challenges. She does this thing called the lifeline technique, and it changes how she feels. And nowhere in the book do you write how to do the lifeline technique. I said, well, Louise, I said, nobody, I I, I have found that most people don't understand that infinite love and gratitude is a universal healing frequency. She goes, well, I do. (laughs) <laughs> and I was going to come to your course, but I'm going to be in Austin during the time of your course. I'm like, you were going to come to my course. I'm like, how about this? I'll be on the next plane to San Diego and mm-hmm. you invite your best friends and I'll give you a private uh, a private um, course. I'll yes. give you private mm-hmm. lifeline training. She, so she's like, you would do that? I'm like, of course I would. <laughs> and so she picks me up like this mm-hmm. with her friend Claudine. And uh, we spend the weekend together. And at the end of the weekend, she's like, wow, this work is amazing. I'd like you to be a Hay House author. I'm glad that you self published. So, and she goes, and I would like you to write a chapter in Masurimoto's book, The Healing Part of Water. And it was like, oh. it was like all of a sudden, it's like the universe went, wow. So, and so that, that really um, became such a catalyst for um, this work to impact so many people around the world. So many people to learn what it is and apply it in their own lives, whether it be learning it for themselves. Some people that are coaches or some people that are doctors or therapists or uh, whatever it might be, you know, have learned that they can apply this unique technology of the subconscious mind to influence the health, physical, mental, spiritual health for themselves or the people that they're caring for.
0: Mm-hmm. that's beautiful that's beautiful that's an amazing story you know oh how many God. you know how many people try to get the hay house to publish their books and so many uh, and and
1: people go like hey darren you're a hay house author can you get me into Hay house I'm, no I, I really can't yeah um it just was a fluke that yeah. louise read the book and reached out but you need an agent to get in there um, yeah i didn't have yeah. an agent i never and i and i still don't have an agent right. so yeah, it was very unique. It was divinely guided. And uh, and I feel so blessed and grateful um, mm. that, that that awakening on June 17th became something that then, mm. through the self-publishing, and I was just committed to that, opened up that world into the power beautiful. of love and gratitude. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: So, so your next book is Awakening to the Secret Code of Your Mind? Yeah,
1: and, and that book is when I started teaching different aspects of it.
0: Okay. So, so what is the secret code of your mind? Mm.
1: <laughs> the secret code of the mind is that the things that we look at as problems, uh, whether they be mm-hmm. things that are just annoying or things that are catastrophic. And in our world, there's a lot of catastrophic things. Yeah. A lot um, that rather than these being problems, that these are what are called portals. These are doorways mm. and doorways they're evolutionary doorways. They're doorways to the next greatest version of ourselves. Mm. Just beginning with that consciousness that this is somehow meaningful, rather than it's a fight, rather mm. than it's a fix, rather than it's a failure. That it's a meaningful feedback mm. coming from the invisible subconscious mind that once again orchestrates how your liver functions, how your brain functions, how your gut functions, how, your, how you regulate blood sugar, but also not only that, how you store memories and how your as a result, how your mind produces thoughts throughout the day that ultimately create our perception, ultimately influence our belief structures. So the secret code of the mind is that uh, the mind is not meant to torment us, even though so many people struggle with anxiety and, in depression and overwhelm and right. pressure. In thoughts, yeah. Yes. Um, that these are actually meaningful feedback systems that when we can learn to use them, then awaken the secret code of your mind gives us a, a three-step process that gets us present, mm. allows us to put a rudder in the water so that we can set intention that entrains the reactive consciousness into an active consciousness, the fear-based patterns into love-based patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then a process of using words, neuro-linguistic programming, using declarative statements to create change in the present, past, and future, to create, as Eckhart Tolle talks about, the now, what it means yeah. to live in the now. That was, that was my second book, Awakening the Secret Code. And it builds upon the power of infinite love and gratitude. But the third book, The Heart of the Matter, is about going into how do we as human beings process our emotions how do we how do we process our emotions what does that even mean <laughs> we are emotional beings and and i in my humble opinion i truly believe that the most important thing that we could ever learn is to be able to process our emotions the yes. ability or inability like yesterday just horrible that in Kansas city. What the heck? Yes. An- oh another mesh, another mass shooting. It's like all, all these things that go on, whether it be a, a, a quarrel with a spouse or whether it be, you know, being so overwhelmed with finances, whatever it might be, your ability, our ability to process our emotions in the present moment so that we can integrate them and learn from them and grow and heal from these emotions. Um, in, in my opinion is the most powerful and empowering thing that we could ever learn to do. And so in that book, I teach a process that's called the sea field here um, and a process that's called the black hole. And it allows us to go to that horizon event where we feel like, man, we're going to be sucked into an abyss. These emotions are going to overwhelm me, but the reality is at the moment of complete darkness is the beginning of light. And we're capable, we, we actually end up as a result of going into the anxiety or the anger or the depression Um, we end up discovering that there's a voice inside of us that is that is that is guiding us that is supporting us that is that is present with us all the time yet we just don't take the time to take that internal dive through the sea field here process through the black hole then the pattern just stays in motion because the reactive mind's reactive and it just keeps reacting to reactions to reactions it's a domino effect until it's met by the force of the heart yeah. and inside the, inside the heart is the is the power we change can so,
0: so i'm kind of curious do you have like a daily practice that you do to help you to stay present yes
1: yes i i have a i i i always have a morning and evening ritual to okay. start my day and end my day um i i utilize the lifeline technique i use the time uh, okay um to get myself present um, to observe where I'm at, to discern the difference between uh, what is a choice, what's not a choice. When I'm aware of what I don't have a choice over, I then go into my heart and I set intention. I use imagination. I use I use the steps of the lifeline technique to create a create a shift. That that, that that's the from a mind point of view. I use the lifeline technique every day, morning, evening, to start my day and to end my day. Uh, mm-hmm. In between, uh, I have a focus on what I teach in The Lifeline, which I call the essential acts of self-love. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with your blog. The essential acts yes. of self-love have to do with what are called the five basics. Uh, water, food, rest, exercise, owning your power. Mm-hmm. your pot. So mm-hmm. these five things are a practice that I use throughout my day throughout my day but i always start and end the day with a lifeline and i do my best to practice water food rest exercise and owning my power as best as possible
0: it's interesting when i talk to people about integration and integrating their peak experiences i always say you know drink plenty of water eat healthy food move the body gently and and get plenty of rest um but but owning your power, I would love to hear more about that. Like if, just briefly before we go to break,
1: like what does it mean to you to own your power? Be authentic. Hmm. Be, be honest. Be authentic, and um and it, it was your blog, bud. It was your blog to love yourself first, so you can love and be loved. Yeah. Uh, to to call on the divine from within me and to do my best. To do my best. Uh, to live from that because we all get triggered. I'm not going to pretend that I don't don't get triggered. Everyone gets triggered. Sure. If you're a um, human and, being, it, you get triggered. It, and it's part of the evolutionary path until we take our last breath. Yeah. You know, yet it that evolves. The triggers evolve, they change, they yeah. transform. Certain certain parts of ourselves die as new parts are born. So, yeah. that aspect of owning owning your power means to really be yourself. Be mm. yourself to really be yourself and be honest with yourself about when you say yes or when you say no from place of self-love mm-hmm. um and in your your blog was exquisite and perfect in expressing that mm, beautiful,
0: beautiful yeah as 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 my mom would used to say uh, yes, yes no no you know is it a yes it's a yes if it's a no, it's a no mm. <laughs> not not you know don't don't, don't waver in between right on Uh, all right um we gotta take our last break of the show when we come back i'd love to hear about uh the daily lessons the kids book that you wrote um uh, because it's it's often we see all these self-help books and we see all these things that are written for adults and and it makes complete sense to me why don't we teach this to our children so I'd, i'd love to hear about that and then uh whatever you're working on now uh, before we close out the show. Okay. Sounds great. Wonderful, Dr. Darren. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Weakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Dr. Darren Weissman, and we'll be right back to finish it all up in just a moment.
2: Are you a high achieving growth oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronco, host of The Hard Skills, on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey,
3: everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic
0: So, Dr. Darren, after writing all these books for adults, you decided to write a children's book. How come?
1: Because um, inside of everyone is a child. And as much as this was written for children, the beauty is that this is actually an amazing an adult book. Oh. It, is. it is. It's an amazing adult book. It's it, it's It's 20 lessons that are, on one level, common sense, but aren't really. Um, mm-hmm. what it means to care and share and live with gratitude and mm-hmm. um have a positive attitude there's 20 lessons that are written in a um in a poetry type of way um yeah it's 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 a beautiful book it's so much fun uh, oftentimes on the retreats that I uh that I do around the world um when we do yoga at these retreats uh we'll pick one of these lessons and we'll have that as a particular focus for the yoga practice along the way but it's it is uh it it is a, a fun book and mm-hmm. uh it's it's a wonderful thing for kids for sure they love it um but the adults really get it it really yes. just hits home because sometimes this work is um is it can be heady and it yes. it's, it's not meant to be that way it's meant to really open the heart it's more um, heart centered yeah, yeah it's, it's it's great to be curious and 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 to take a deep dive into these deep conversations, yet it's about the human connection Mm. and and holding space in a way that compassion bridges us uh, to ourselves and where we can throw ourselves a bone for, you know, sometimes not showing up as our best um, to the people that we love in our lives and really just doing our best to show up as a good kind human being uh so the daily lessons have been for love and gratitude yeah it's 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 i love that book it's fantastic mm.
0: so you you obviously are someone who walks your talk you know you don't just uh, you didn't just come up with a system you use it yourself what kind of challenges come your way these days because you know sometimes i feel that people see people like yourselves who've developed and you're you're doing well and they think like oh life is so easy for them everything's going great um
1: but there's still challenges aren't there every day yeah every day i mean to be raw and real five years ago um my ex and i decided to get divorced and we have three kids and before we had decided this, we had made an intention. This was before COVID. We -hmm. decided that we were going to take our kids out of school and we're going to travel with them for a year around the world. So knowing we were going to get divorced, we did this thing. Wow! And we we came back and nobody gets married to get divorced, but things happen and people grow and they have their own experience. But since then we've done something that's called nesting. And in nesting, we have one house for the kids and my ex and I, amazing woman, um, go back and forth between a condo that we have. Um, and so, as beautiful as it is, it is, that really requires doing your work. Yeah. Uh, it really requires doing your work. And my ex is still in my business. We still do business together. Oh, wow. So, you, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. Yeah. It's like there's <laughs> there's real emotions there. So. You know how do I apply it? I apply it in every day. I've got three teenagers. I apply it in every way.
4: <laughs> it's, you know,
1: it's like we're we're in a world right now where um, the world's at the brink of so much. I apply mm-hmm. it every day in right. every way, and so you know what what that means is is, is unique. But uh, the grass is not greener. It mm-hmm. is, the grass is not greener for anyone, and you know the one of the fortunate things that I. Have been given the blessing is to work with some of the biggest thought leaders around the world and hold space. And mm-hmm. I want to understand that even though people are thought leaders and they're they're like teaching this incredible thing, it doesn't mean that they don't get triggered, they don't feel fear or anger or overwhelmed. Right? They're still human leaders. beings. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Yeah. So oftentimes we have this certain perception where, oh. This person is just perfect in that way. And just that's just not true. Yeah. Perfect is, is, is about being present and, and having a soft landing from one moment to the next, from one thought to the next from one feeling, from one relationship, from, from one, I, here I am in my job and now I'm coming home. Here I am from my car and I'm you know now going into the store. And just like what it means to go from one moment to have that Bardo transition, where I go into a new moment and I still am authentically myself versus mask, mask, yeah. mask. And we end up putting on the mask so much, we don't even realize we're being driven by these parts of ourselves because um, we don't understand. We look at things as a problem and we look at things as like, oh, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. No, our mind, our heart, our bodies, our relationships, the world that we are a part of, not apart from, it's constantly giving us feedback and, yeah. and our ability once again to go back and go, well, this is here comes another portal, lucky me, and to really have that view where then we can learn tools so that we can stay present, process our emotions and focus where we're going from our highest self it's it, it that's that's the profound thing and I, and I do my best I yeah. do my best
0: it, it, it's 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 what my Jennifer my friend my good friend Jennifer Huff says that life happens for us not to us yeah and and that when we can really sink into that belief then when challenges come they're not punishment they're not The world is against us. It's just, okay, this is the next opportunity for me to grow.
1: Yeah. And with immense, immense compassion. Passion. Yeah. Immense, immense compassion for someone who just lost a pet or a family member or whatever it might be. As much as we might say, oh, this is happening for me, when you find yourself going through the stages of grief, when you're, and you're in a stage of denial or bargaining or anger or depression, and you haven't gotten to acceptance yet, that this is happening for you, to just take a deep breath. And there's, there is definitely a process in a way that can allow you to move through it rather than it getting stuck in you and perpetuating patterns that uh, are often handed on generations that we carry Uh, inside
0: yeah i'm I'm curious if over the years if you look at the people who come to you for help has the quality or the characteristics of the help people are looking for has it changed or evolved over the last couple of decades
1: sure Uh, but i i would say that's more of I've changed and and I'm attracting a different level of people, oftentimes at the beginning, because I, I work with people remotely now and so I'm a trained right. chiropractor, but I, I don't work in, I don't have bricks and mortar anymore. And so the kind of people that are coming to me are coming because they're looking to raise consciousness. They're looking mm-hmm. to shift patterns of belief that have been keeping keeping them stuck and struggling but people from all walks of life from the physical aspects of health and disease chronic mm-hmm. disease i've um client who came on in stage 4 lung cancer metastasized throughout the entire body um, told get get yourself you know in line you better get your you know things lined up as far as how you're going to figure your way out and she didn't want to do chemotherapy and radiation she found an incredible medical doctor that could support her in unique immunotherapy way and she's been doing lifeline and she's hundred percent clear. She's hundred wow. I and I I don't heal people. I don't nice. I don't heal people. The body heals itself. Yet the cool thing about the lifeline is whether it be someone who um is uh, a powerful coach or uh and in someone who is a, an executive and in, in dealing with that kind of things, and they want to manifest the next greatest version, of them, they want to write a book, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. aligning consciousness with that, whether it be, you know, what you want to create in this world, or what you want to heal from within yourself, um, they're all intertwined as one really. Um, but people come with from from A to Z and how they work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So unfortunately, we're out of time. I could literally speak with you all afternoon. Uh, if people want to learn more about your work get in touch with you, wh- where can they find you online?
1: Um, the Lifeline dot com. The Lifeline Center dot com. W.W.W. The Life dot com. Yeah. yeah. And so what's really cool is. There's a two-week free um, opportunity to experience the Lifeline technique. I do group sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so 7 p.m. in the New York world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But people come from all around the world, and it's a weekly practice. I make it super affordable for people. But I give two weeks for free that allows people to have an experience with it. Definitely check it out. Those people that want to, you know, learn about different uh, in-person programs – you can find that on our website as well. Great. Yeah.
0: Well, wonderful, Dr. Darren, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on my show. It's been a real pleasure and honor to have you here. I love what you're up to. I definitely need to learn more about Lifeline. Um, Thank you so much. And I really wish you um, continued success and happiness. Thank you for having me, Sam. It's really been,
1: it's been all my pleasure. I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah, same here. Same here. And of course, thank you to my loyal listeners, Patty, Sanaya, and everyone out there. Thank you all for tuning in week after week. And of course, if you missed any part of today's show... Um, remember you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and on all the major podcasting platforms. Don't forget later today, there's Frank Harrison coming up with his show, Frank about health at 5 PM Eastern time. And tomorrow, of course, we have our Friday block of shows starting at 10 AM Eastern time. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week.
3: Uplift, educate,
4: empower. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you.
3: What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Aswell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from the startups to establish businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today.
0: That's the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon, on talkradio.nyc.
2: Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Broncu, host of The Hard Skills, on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. Where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to the hard skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC Uplift, Educate, Empower.